Hello and welcome to the Cookbook Circle podcast. I'm Victoria and I'm Hannah and simply put we review cookbooks. We take one book for each episode and both cook a couple of dishes then discuss what we liked, more likely what we didn't like and give it a rating out of five. Like all the best recipes, it's pretty simple. And if you love what we do, we're now on Patreon. This means if you'd like to support us, your subscription will help cover the podcast costs from the books themselves, the ingredients of what we cook, and in return you'll get some fun stuff. To find out more, visit our website, thecookbookcircle.com, or you can find the link in our show notes. Thanks, friends. Now for the podcast. Hello, Victoria. <laughs> Hi, Hannah. Slightly like meek. <laughs> Hello, are you there? <laughs> you look at me like, am I? Am I should I? Should I, me? Is it me? Should Should I go? <laughs> um, uh, yeah, we we didn't really allocate the high this time since we're both terrible error. at it. <laughs> error. <laughs> we're f- good. It we've nailed by. We just we've nailed by. Yeah. Yeah. How's, it's going. How's life? Good. Yeah, I just got back from holiday. I had a little envious week in Ibiza, but not that whoop, kind whoop. of week in Ibiza. Um, Vic, Vic chooses to like wait until she has a baby to go to Ibiza. <laughs> yeah, no, <laughs> bring people. him. <laughs> Hitting up like Pasha with Marcus in his headphones. <laughs> How was be, it? Uh, it was great. So we went for um, a week. It was like all inclusive resort mm. for the kids holiday yeah um, how was the uh, food it was it was i mean obviously it's me i wasn't gonna book a place that didn't have decent food reviews on their yeah. buffet but i would love to read a dissertation on <laughs> on ho- you know british people at the hotel buffet <laughs> Because my God, what a place. Or just buff, you know, like, you just like the psychology of it, like the, the range yeah. of food that they serve. Uh-huh. Uh, no rhyme or reason. No rhyme like, or reason. Like, even when... Mostly brown or beige, though. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> lots of chips. Obviously, it's Ibiza, so lots of churros, lots of uh, Nutella. Nutella out the wazoo. I don't like <laughs> Nutella, really. Um, I don't either. <laughs> uh, but uh, Stephen and the kids, you know the general population of kids at this place <laughs> loved it um and my husband who is almost 40 uh <laughs> and what did yeah. he put it on well they had pancakes but he also okay, had it on right. some bread at some point um nice. they also every morning at this buffet had uh, a, a smoothie i'm doing air quotes made out of ice cream <laughs> Health, health as well. <laughs> it's like my god, and I just, I just love it. I just love see, I love watching what people get. Uh, yeah, as on there, and I'm sure people like watching what I get as well because I get a bit carried away. And every day, I think, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to walk along this buffet and see what they've got, and then decide yeah. what I'm going to. Yeah, get. yeah, yeah. You have to do a lap. No, I never do that. I'm always like, fucking, let's just go. <laughs> Start at the pizza station. But yeah, it was it was fascinating like how they frankly the food was quite good and I respect the chefs for the level of uh you know, the mass catering that they have to do. Yeah. But like it would the, the buffet in the evening would be like themed, you know, Italian mm-hmm. night, Indian night, and it would just yeah. be the same food repurposed. So like <laughs> like chicken legs one night would be like I don't know, cacciatore chicken, and the next day it'd be tandoori chicken, and, <laughs> and it would just be the same shit. And this buffet, that obviously they they know how to play to their audience because every single day at lunch and dinner there was just a giant pot of gravy, <laughs> no matter what they were serving. The classic, yeah, tikka masala and gravy. Oh well, and also like I was, I was a bit offended and like. I just like rolled my eyes so much. Like, so it was themed every day, and the the theme on a Sunday was literally Sunday roast. You don't you don't love a roast, do you? Vic? I don't. It's not my. I don't love. A, I don't love a roast. But also, I'm on holiday in a, in yeah, a yeah, different yeah. country. Yeah. Why are you serving me fucking boiled carrots <laughs> and and like roast beef? Like um... the people can manage. Without one week of their fucking roast. Do you, are you saying that like roast beef isn't in line with Balearic 
heritage food. <laughs> you know, this is the this is the. I mean, there's a lot of problems with British people, uh, and the the British life that and food life that that has food culture of native British people but um but the 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 distinct like aversion to eating anything that you can see its eyes or whatever is I feel like one of them you know you've got these these nights where they have these beautiful fresh prawns they've literally probably just caught off the you know the boat that that morning or whatever um all this gorgeous stuff and then like you know that everyone's just piling their plates high with chips and gravy (laughs) being like frauds uh this uh, it kind of reminds me of uh i when i lived in dubai and you would go to these brunches at the weekend because they were like the most the best value way to drink basically because otherwise like a pint is like 20 quid or something but if you go to this brunch you pay like 60 quid and it's all you can eat and it's like all you can drink and they're horrendous like you're like so dressed up at half 11 in the morning (laughs) getting in a cab to go to this to start (laughs) drinking unlimited alcohol at 12 o'clock in the day but the buffets are so random and you need to eat right because you're drinking yeah and most of the t- like the shitty ones, right? There's decent ones out there, but like you would come back to your plate, to your table, and have like a plate of like some spring rolls, some hummus bread, <laughs> yeah. maybe like a couscous salad, some pasta <laughs> on the side, a slice of pizza. It's like around the world, being around yeah. the world, and, that, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I love a buffet. Don't get me wrong. I've been to Vegas. I would go back to Vegas and spend all my money on there the good buffets obviously but it's just it's the it's the too much appreciation for the beige food it's like yeah. oh onion rings <laughs> um but it, it, you know it, it's a great people watching tool yeah and i i loved it and you know i appreciate i appreciate it do you think it's an exclusively british thing though like surely other nations are just as weird you know if they're on a package holiday as well like the French, the Germans, maybe, you know, they must be guilty of it too. Or do you think it's targeted exclusively at the British people? I guess that's the, I guess the, that's the million dollar question. I did, um, <laughs> there was a group towards the end of the holiday, a group of like Spanish women that were there. Mm. And I can honestly say from peeking at some of their plates, they were a bit more sensible with their choices. Um <laughs> And I was like, like, this tapas, yeah. tapas spread is quite weird. <laughs> so yeah, I, but I'm sure you know some some other cultures have it. But I think that a buffet, and also like, there's just such a distinct look to a British person, isn't there? Like, <laughs> and an Irish person, and an Irish person, yeah, 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 yeah. The big Irish head on them. And I think it's so. I think that's and it's it's never more prevalent than when you're on holiday in a European mm. country. Anyway. anyway as much as we maybe we should do a minnesota about you know what we what our dream buffet would be (laughs) well i think you know this is a good segue because arguably buffet is fusion food and this is a a she's done it again (laughs) mezcla (laughs) of flavors (laughs) you're welcome bbc call me right so we are talking about the colorful little book called mezcla by easter belfridge you laughed at me last time for saying Belfridge and now I've been vindicated because I looked at her Instagram and it is Belfridge. That is so, yeah. It's <laughs> But it's not spelt with an I. It's spelt with no. an A. Belfrage. No. But you can't um, apply that logic to anything in the English no, language. you literally we cannot. Really or the Irish it. language. <laughs> no, no, no. We're not just putting that on English people now, Missy. <laughs> Maybe we just need a side podcast of like bashing the British and I. <laughs> anyway, shall I tell you a little bit about Easter? Please. The person, Please. not the holiday. Easter. Oh, God. <laughs> Poor gal. So... Obviously, she talks about the, uh, her kind of background in at the start of this book as well, because it's the kind of basis for everything, right? That basically her mom is Brazilian and her dad was born in the US, but moved to Mexico when he was 14. And that's where he met Easter's mother. Um, he worked in wine, I think. And I saw just uh, on Instagram this week that he had passed away. So that is really sad for her oh that is sad um but yeah um i think they were really close and obviously had like a foodie 
wine kind of bond but they met their parents her parents met in Mexico and then I get the sense that he kind of traveled around a lot for his job and so she lived in Issa she lived in Tuscany for four years um which she calls her formative childhood years and she has loads of memories from Italy and everything there and and she kind of talks about them a lot in this book her best friend in Italy her family ran a restaurant and it's like a classic Italian trattoria and the food was amazing the granddad made all the pasta for the restaurant in the laundry room and she would just like go hang out with him and watch him cook which just like fucking idyllic like that sounds incredible there's lots of kind of Italian inspired recipes in here there's like pastas and ragouts and stuff but um there's a lot of Brazilian influence obviously from her mum and Issa actually lived in Brazil for a year when she was 19 Hmm. so yeah the she grew up kind of all over the place and then she she she's not classically trained which is always fun um she says that she thinks that that like makes her kind of think about shortcuts and stuff in a Mm. in a in a way that she's just like she's not kind of constrained by this is the proper way to do things like if if she can find a hack she's gonna do it which we like yeah love that for her so she started working in nopi which is one of atalenki's restaurants is that the one in central like very central london like in just off oxford yes with like the downstairs with the open kitchen yeah and the crazy toilets that are all mirrored yes and you you can't get out like it's really you struggle to get out because you don't know what is the door and what is the wall (laughs) yeah I do feel like I went there a few years ago and I did feel like it was it was quite expensive and like oh it is it was like you know like all the big otolenghi platters of salads kind of out and you could get them for lunch to take away and it was like seven quid or something but in the evening when they were like spooned onto your plate it was like 15 quid a serving or something like that and it just it's yeah I don't know um I have the cookbook the nopi cookbook as well and it's quite like fine dining yeah fine dining but it's yeah I feel like that's the most like up market one of his restaurants right I feel like my top tip for anyone I was going to say coming to London, going to London. I don't live there anymore. Um, and wanting to go to Ottolenghi is go for breakfast or yeah. brunch. I feel like that I've been to breakfast at Nopi. I've been to breakfast at Ottolenghi and Spitalfields. And it's it's just better. Like you get yeah. more value for money. You get all that delicious stuff. Take a cake yeah. away for your lunch. Exactly. Yeah. You see the beautiful like cake platters yeah. and stuff. Yeah. So she starts working at uh, Nopi and then she moved into the Ottolenghi test kitchen where she worked for five years, which is oh, quite wow. a long time. Yeah, I mean, I think that was kind of the making of her, right? So she she says it was a fantastic place to work, that there was just so many influences. And then she worked with Otto Lenghi on the book Flavor, which we both have. She has a credit on that book. Yes. It's not just him, which is also nice. Um, I think that was the first time I heard of her. I feel like yeah. that was kind of her breakout moment and it's a it's a really good book it's just yeah it's we've talked about it before and it's it's got some great stuff so I think after that what happened was that she just got kind of bigger and bigger and had the opportunity to kind of go it alone and she said that she spoke to Ottolenghi about it and and she was offered the deal for this book Mezcla and she was a bit like oh but I kind of want to still like can I work like part-time at the test kitchen can I you know work on the book at the same time and he basically said to her you know if you're gonna go do your own thing just go do it um and just like you know kind of have faith and get behind it completely and she did she, she and she said she was really grateful to him for that so it seems like they're still really good friends but he was yeah, very much kind of her mentor or mentor, yeah. I think, for a while. What and a mentor. Said, what a mentor. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, she said, like, when she worked at the test kitchen, it was, you had a lot of freedom and you could do whatever you like, but it still had to have that kind of, like, Ottolenghi angle. Um, whereas now she feels a bit more free to kind of do whatever she wants. And I think you can see that a lot in this book. But I think it's also, this book is definitely you can tell she's worked for Ottolenghi or she 100%. has worked with him like there's there's a lot of um just even the way the book is laid out yes and and it's interesting well, yeah I think it's the same publisher I wonder because uh I thought I read something that it was yeah this this book 
obviously it's called mezcla which means like a mix in spanish so she talks a lot about a lot of the kind of pr interviews around when this came out was like she wants to bring back the word fusion in a kind of more positive way that it doesn't need to be this kind of like chaotic doesn't make sense combinations that there's a lot of influences that are similar across different cultures and that you know to marry them up just makes sense a lot of the time and yeah the book is it's got this very kind of lurid orange pink cover which is fun and then it's divided up into like veg meat fish every day which I wouldn't say I mean we can talk about that but I wouldn't say there's a huge amount of like everyday stuff in here I do think it, I feel like it's kind of a more of a yeah entertaining book but that's okay and this is her first one but it's it's making quite a buzz so uh, Such a it's bu- fun I feel to like do it it was entirely consuming my social media feed yeah. for about yeah. three weeks running up to and after the launch of it it was really like yeah it was huge it was huge it was huge yeah massive and like continues to be i feel yeah. like she's everywhere right she was down in down i always say down in bristol it's not down she was over in bristol doing like you know a guest spot at sunny stores where yes. you and i went for a dinner wasn't yes. she? and, she's and it, just that like, sold out in like four minutes or something The yeah her being there and i think she's another kind of ravneet in that she's quite well connected she works hard she's kind of everywhere she did a guest pizza for a yard sale recently yes. and then she during lockdown she had like um one of those like ingredient recipe boxes thing yeah. on dish patch she's kind of you know she does lots of partnerships and she does um yeah she's she's she graphs quite hard smartly smartly what were your first impressions of the book it's beautiful isn't it yeah. like it's really nice i maybe was a little bit cynical when it was all the hype about yeah. her and about this book uh because i didn't know yeah is she just a posho flash in the past yes with you know good connections and she's decided to write a book and she you know obviously i don't think yota motelengi is effort around with just anybody so i respect that um but the more i saw of it and the more i saw people posting some of the recipes for it i was like oh okay i have to um have to have this and shout out to my brother jonathan who bought me this for my birthday he's my actual brother oh. not in a that's not in a jamie oliver's like weird like hey brother that he always talks about you know he watches shows and he's like hey brother particularly he goes to america and i'm like, so embarrassed for him anyway um <laughs> should jamie oliver mention of ding, the week ding, ding, ding. <laughs> jamie oliver dig of the week <laughs> Yeah, it's beautiful. All the pictures are oh, gorgeous. And um, there's almost a picture for every recipe, yes. isn't there? So, yeah. ding, ding, ding for me. I feel like everything looks looks kind of spicy. <laughs> Everything's quite like orange or red, right? Or So much red. Yeah. So if, if you notice it and you flick through all the photos, you're like red, red, yeah. red, 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 red. And it's jam-packed. I feel like I find a new recipe every time I open it. Yes, there's loads in here. I feel like you're going to tell me what you cooked and I'm going to be like, oh, I didn't even see that. Um, yes. And there's 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 desserts in there as well. And she has two there dessert are. sections. She has like a quick fix section and then like a fancy boy section. Uh, fancy boy. Fancy boy. Um, <laughs> fancy woman. Do you use that phrase here? Or um, I think it's an Irish thing, but it's like if uh, someone's having an affair they're the, the like person they're having their affair with is their fancy woman oh i feel like i've man. heard that yeah but i wouldn't like he's off with his fancy woman <laughs> <laughs> so good yeah it's it's just it's beautiful it's um there's also a section in, in a very otolengi fashion in the beginning about her the ingredients that she likes and like what you what you kind of need what she thinks you need for your pantry and like explaining yes. how different things work which is very common and in Ottolenghi's books but also I think Ottolenghi has made it common in a lot of that we say that about a lot of the books that we do right like they've got yeah. this section where they explain their pantry and um this is no different I, f- I found it funny and like 
you know, indicative of now in terms of plant-based milks that she had to clarify that coconut milk doesn't need an explanation, but when she calls for it, she means the type from a tin, not like a weird coconut milk you use in your coffee. (laughs) What is life? Yeah, that is funny. And I guess that's also why she... Because I made something with coconut milk in and it's like, it must be at least 70% coconut. And it's like, yeah, that's why she's saying it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, What's your plant milk of choice? Mine? Yeah. Oat. Yeah, I'm an oat gal too. Uh, But I also, I mean, I like them all. You know, there's a place for all of them. Well, some of them are stinky. Do you think? Like what? Some of them stink. Some, even some of the oat ones are just, yuck. I only really like oatly. I don't. You're so fancy. I am fancy, yeah. I deserve it. You do deserve it. <laughs> she works hard for money. <laughs> I do also like, and I hate to mention, you know, multinational conglomerates on this uh, podcast, but I do like Starbucks's nut milk blend. <laughs> nut milk blend? Yeah. What is it, almond and like cashew or something? No and idea. I knows? just trust them Who to knows what... <laughs> what nuts they throw in there. <laughs> Who knows what nuts they're milking? So basically, it's a beautiful book. We loved it to look at. <laughs> to look at. Not to the end just yet. Yeah, mine, uh, Doug munched on the corn. Doug, just for a reminder <laughs> for people, is my dog. Not, you know, a pal that likes to munch <laughs> yeah. on cookbooks. Uh, munched on the corner of mine and I got oh. so angry. I was like, no! It's just a lovely book. It's very exciting. I, I, Mexican and kind of Brazilian. Mexican for me is the most interesting anyway. So you see things like three cheese quesadillas with habanero oil. I was like, holy mother. Yeah. Sign me up. But I don't have a tortilla press. But she does actually offer an alternative. I Can think. you do it between like two pans? Yes, I think so. I would like a tortilla press, but I've probably never used it. Yeah, but it. like that's the thing, isn't it? Like once you have it and you've got the nice... You've got the flour, the corn, then flour. you, yeah. like, who doesn't love fresh, tor- like, real corn, fresh tortillas? Yeah. It just shout, like, anyone listening, it is my birthday soon, so, you know, tortilla press. <laughs> oh, tortilla press. Because <coughs> then you could make three, chia, chia, three cheese quesadillas with habanero chili yeah. oil. <laughs> what did you think, I mean, I'm sure we'll cover this, but did you feel like some of the ingredients were a bit tricky to find? Wow, you're really jumping ahead to the... Uh, I'm sorry, but like that was my rating. first thought. When I saw like lots of it, I was when I saw some of it, I was like, oh, I don't know if I'll be able to find that. Not sure if I'll be able to yeah. get that. Like, you know, our chilli game isn't very good here in terms of like... Yeah, it's, like it's differentiating. Differentiating. <laughs> Easy for me to say. Um, <laughs> yeah, between... It's just you just go to the shop and you get chilies, right? You finger chilies and chilies yes. is basically green, red. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So sometimes you find like a jalapeno in the green and you're like, and you're like oh, hi. Yeah. <laughs> Didn't know we could get those. Yeah, here. and then sometimes you go to like an Asian supermarket or whatever, they've got like real jalapenos in that like dark green color and you're like oh my god hook them up to my face so good fresh jalapenos are amazing i was very excited about the tv chips yes me too well so this is just like a tray of chips that she has so you make the the chips and then she like scatters stuff all over them and she says that it's just best to eat them in front of the tv so she puts like pickled onions this parmesan cream a scotch bonnet salsa and tuna oh i love scotch bonnet and then like herbs, I just love that. That's brilliant. You could, if you're having someone around, I don't know, if you or if you're just going to watch a film or something, that's a great yeah. couch. Dinner. Yes, Ugh. there's a lot of that. Like good stuff for. And she calls it entertaining, like kind of or something, right? Like it's not yeah. very Alison Romany. Yeah, why is everyone <laughs> shying away from this entertaining thing? Like we're all doing it, so let's. I don't know. It's <laughs> Everybody's funny. doing it. It's just nobody talks about it. Um, <laughs> Yeah, but a lot of that, like, just, oh, just serve it in the tin that you make it in, or it's very, like, not one potty, but, like, yes, just very easy, but impressive yeah. stuff. There's things like, well, spoiler alert, I didn't make the cornbread that's all ev- all over everywhere, because I could not find quick cook polenta. This is what I'm talking about. This is why I was asking the, about the ingredients thing, because sadly, yeah, some of these bits are a little bit hard to find. Couldn't find it anyway. What is the definite? What is quick cook polenta? So just like not the 
well she says in know, there it, i guess it's like it's pre, it's a little bit pre-cooked and she says it has to on the pack it has to say it cooks within eight minutes or less otherwise it right. won't work but that is uh well i couldn't find it and i looked in at least two shops and <laughs> it was an expedition yeah i feel like polenta is just not a, a, mm. a common ingredient at least around here or it is and it's like it's it's maize or um yeah what is the word called semolina semolina yeah and it's all the same right but it's just it's yeah. often in like the south asian section and so it, it doesn't have any cooking um instructions on it yes that's kind of you know you know but that that cornbread is the is it the brown butter curried cornbread yeah oh that sounds and looks amazing i need to make it but you know so if anybody uh, wants to send me some cook <laughs> i will make it yeah uh for them your ask is more humble than my tortilla <laughs> press one uh so what did you cook pal i'm excited to tell you Ooh. i made two things okay they were both great anyway so the first thing i made <laughs> was da, 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 the butternut and sage lasagna gratin Ooh. did you also, also make oh my god well, so what happened was i made my two things yeah and then that, that they're the things I'm going to talk about in detail. But then uh, my friend Louise was coming back from holiday yesterday and I wanted to make them something that they could just put in the oven when they got back from the airport. And I made them that. So I messaged her this morning being like, can you tell me what it tasted like? Because I just, I didn't eat it. So this is great. You're going to be able to tell us what it was like. It's great. Did she like it? Yes. Yeah. I think so. I think she said it was like a lighter lasagna and fresher. Yes. Tasting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you don't have to make a bechamel, right? Yes um yeah it's so it's called a lasagna gratin because it's lasagna sheets and then you have bu- butternut squash but you don't have to pre-cook anything because you pour like a stock over the t- over the top of it all once it's layered up and that cooks everything in the oven and it just makes it really easy to make yeah it's a nice thing like you put on the oven at the start of the recipe right and i was like really by the time the oven's preheated am i gonna have everything ready but you actually do it felt like fairly low maintenance yeah i think the hardest thing is slicing the squash thinly i don't have a mandolin so i had to just kind of but and i feel like maybe mine were a bit big so she says four millimeters right uh into four millimeter half moons um but they still cooked when i cooked it so you um it's half a butternut squash you core it and uh peel it and then you slice into four millimeter half moons and then you put that in a bowl and mix it all together she says it's best with your hands with halved cherry tomatoes garlic tomato puree salt loads of chopped sage and oil Mm. and you kind of mix that up yeah i feel like it's a it's a smells so good i feel like you only really ever get it with butternut squash and often like a ravioli or like something but this is a this is really nice like obviously it's still butternut but it's um lovely you just reminded me remember um i when i went to cafe cecilia last year and they did these sage and anchovy um like little fried things so it was like two leaves of sage and there was an anchovy between them and then it was in this really really light like tempura style Mm. batter Oh my god! You, I think there was an aioli or something. Yeah, nice. Into. Oh, that sounds god, great. So good. Anyway. Um, we love sage. And then you make yes a parmesan creme. So you leave that in a bowl. It's all you know mixing together. Uh, you make a parmesan creme, which is literally parmesan cream and a bit of nutmeg. <laughs> yeah. And then you just you layer it up. So you've got dry lasagna sheets, and you go lasagna sheet, butternut squash mix, like spread out. Uh, mm. cream and you just do that until you run out of yeah she says the tin size it's just a standard like 23 centimeter by 26 or something like baking yeah. tin you don't need any special things for it and then you um pour a stock all over it uh mm-hmm. she says to use chicken or bone broth i was making it for a little mommy meetup where we have a vegetarian so i made it with veggie stock nice and then you just cover it really tightly and put it in the oven for 50 minutes. I built it and left it in the fridge overnight and oh, cooked smart. it off the next day. Yeah, nice. Just because I, that was when the meetup was, but that worked really well. You don't, you put the stock on just before you bake it. You don't 
leave yeah. that in overnight. Um, you do 50 minutes in the oven, take it out, foil off, and then you put... Oh, you, you, you leave some of that Parmesan cream mixture off, right? And then you oh, put that on the yeah. top. Um, put it back in for 10 or so minutes. Take it out again. And you've got like a little, some sage leaves and oil, which you then drizzle over mm-hmm. the top. Cook that until they're crispy and, and the top is crispy. Then it's done. You leave it to set. Not set. Leave it to cool. You drizzle some <laughs> cream on top, right? And yes. then she says salt, pepper, Parmesan on top and then boom serve boom boom it is it was so it went down a storm at my really? little mommy meetup it bet. i was a little bit worried when it was in the fridge it made this is the thing about all these recipes i don't know if you felt the same it made my all of them made my house smell amazing like yeah. really like aroma full is that a word making it a word. Aromatic. yeah there that'll be it um <laughs> english language is going well for me <laughs> the yeah and but i felt like the garlic smells so strong there's only like five cloves in it in the mixture yeah but but it, it the the flavors were perfect when it was it was cooked um oh i loved it and I was also a little bit worried about my cream because the parmesan mix goes so thick, doesn't it? Did that happen to you? So much parmesan. Yes. And I was grating it with a microplane as well. So it was making like, you know, the little, the little fluffy cloud yeah, yeah, was getting yeah. bigger and bigger. Um, but yeah, I didn't, because I wasn't going to be there at the end of it being heated up. I didn't do the cream drizzle yeah. thing over the top. Yeah, I thought... That like when you were mixing everything in the big bowl, the squash and the tomatoes and the sage, I was like, oh my god, this smells incredible! Yeah. It's just it's it's. I, I think that's a really smart recipe. Mm. It's really low key. The, the longest thing is like how much time it needs to cook, and you don't have to arse around making a bechamel. It tastes relatively like light, or you know, it looks like it. I don't know because it didn't taste it. Yeah, it looks like it it's was. like relatively light and not, and doesn't feel too heavy and quite ve- like lots of veggies. Yeah, in there. It's just like... and she says, doesn't she, in the intro to it? She's like, I've kept this simple, but you could add spinach or chard or ham or whatever um, you want to add to it. I think that was yeah. my maybe o- my only you know reservation about it was I feel like there should have been more. I wish there was more layers. If I could have doubled yes. the recipe and. Because I felt like, oh, I, I'd finished all the, what I had. And I was like, oh, it's only about three layers deep or whatever. And I was like, I want more. Um, but you oh, could obviously oh, make oh. it in a smaller tin at, and it would be the same, you know, and, yeah. and you'd have, you feel like to have more layers. But yeah, and everyone commented that it was lovely. And I don't know if they're just being nice to me, but I tried some and I thought it was nice. It's a good, yeah, I definitely make that again. Yeah, me too. Really, really good. Um, and really easy to make it veggie. She suggests chicken stock or bone broth, but yeah, yes. I used veggie stock and it was absolutely fine. Same. Yeah. Love it. Love it. Yeah. Big hit. Normally, being a little extra might be a bit much, but not when it comes to healthcare. That's why United Healthcare's Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, supplement your primary plan so you manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. She does have a prawn lasagna recipe, which is another one of the like, viral ones. Oh, the, I haven't seen that. Yeah, which I think is a bit more involved. She likes a prawn. Yeah, she does. She likes fish. Yeah. Cool. Hey you, you like fish? <laughs> fish like fish sticks. It's also worth saying that a lot of the veggie recipes she has a a vegan replacement. Yes, sometimes. She does. So she says here that you could um use a plant-based cream and cheese to keep it vegan. So Yeah. We like that. And she has like make ahead notes as well. Yes. And then the second thing I made was incredible. Made it last night, and my husband, who eats most things I make for the pod, said it was the best thing he's ever eaten for the pod. What was it? It was roast chicken curry with crispy curry leaves. Oh, nice. Fresh curry leaves do you use for that then? Fresh curry leaves, yes. Uh, And it's a whole chicken. Right. A whole chicken spatchcocked Woo, I baby. think I've seen the picture yeah 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 <laughs> poor little, little spatchcocked chickens always look so undignified don't they they do their little knees bent together <laughs> cover me up 
<laughs> their backbone cut out. Oh! It's, it's hard for them. Oh. Yes. It's a, it's basically a, a spatchcock chicken marinated in like a, a curry marinade and then cooked in the same pan as a curry sauce like over a curry sauce Ooh. so all the ch- nice chicken fat and juices go into the sauce the schmaltz the schmaltz and then you just serve it oh. it's great just just that or does it is, is with rice or anything like that or she just... doesn't suggest what to serve it with strangely okay. i served it with rice and paratha because i'm oh, you know a dream wife because it's quite a i That's know what you it's are. quite um it's quite a saucy little sauce. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and so I was like, oh, do you want bread? Do you want rice? So we had it all. Oh. Uh, it's great. So you marinate, so you make a marinade out of mayonnaise. Oh, yes. Baby. <laughs> I, know, I knew you'd like that. <laughs> Hellman's only, I hope. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Full fat, of course. Thank you. Mayonnaise, olive oil, medium curry powder. This is what I think is fascinating about this book. There's some things which which she's very specific about. Like the chili powder in this recipe has to be cayenne or Kashmiri chili powder. But the the curry powder is just medium curry powder, (laughs) which I think is an interesting juxtaposition. Anyway, Mm. curry powder, chili powder and salt. And so you you spatchcock your chicken. She says in the recipe, she's like, I'm not going to tell you how to spatchcock chicken. Go watch a YouTube video about it. Love that. <laughs> it's really easy. Um, or get your butcher to do it and watch him closely. Them closely, sorry. Uh, and I always watch my butcher closely. <laughs> my night vision goggles. <laughs> That's I mean, creepy. Why else would I be going to the butcher? <laughs> um, anyway. Anyway. <laughs> So yeah, <laughs> you marinate the chicken. She says you can marinate it for as long as you want overnight. Well, or not as long as you want because the chicken would go off. But overnight if you want in the fridge and then you bring it to room temperature before you're going to like roast it. And then you make a curry sauce and that is coconut milk, uh, tomato puree, ginger, cherry tomatoes, onion, chili powder, curry powder turmeric maple syrup which she loves mm. uh water and salt and you just kind of mix all that together and then like uh you're supposed to put it in a blender mm-hmm. um to make it smooth i put i just hand blended it you didn't need to know that um i blended it <laughs> uh and then you you put that in the bottom of a tin she says a tin the roasting tray is size is important and she suggests 32 by 26 but like i don't have a Thing that big i made it in i've got like a row a, a kind of a wide flat la cruze yeah dutch oven thing and that's it's a 3.5 liter i think it's 30 centimeters in diameter mm. just to say and it worked absolutely fine like that's a, so that's generally a bit smaller than she suggests okay um he's like if your tray is larger like who has giant roasting trays hanging around <laughs> in their house um and because i was worried that it was it would make it would be too saucy and the chicken wouldn't crisp up yeah, with that size. Yeah. But anyway, it did. You put it in the oven at like a really high heat for 50 minutes. It's like 230 degrees okay, yeah. for 40 minutes. And then it should be done. And it was done. I was surprised. I was like, well, that's quick. But it, yeah, so the, the skin crisps up on the chicken. All the lovely like sauce thickens up. You take it out. You rest it for 15 minutes whilst it's resting you you get some oil and you cook some sliced red chilies and your curry leaves right in the oil drain the oil and then like scatter those on top so you've got like crispy curry leaves and crispy chili and serve it oh was it good it was really good it was it tasted like a takeaway curry like <laughs> and, and that, i think that's very hard to get yeah, yeah because yeah. takeaway curries are full of cream and sugar and salt and that isn't but it was just and it was it's so big it, it, it was easy you just kind of threw it and again made the house smell amazing yeah like i said rice but it would be fine with just bread the chicken cooked amazingly. It was really like moist. That's what she says about the mayonnaise. It's supposed to help it stay right. moist and in that. Interesting. Um, yeah, I've never seen that before. 
Oh, it was great. We've got loads left over. She says if you've got leftovers, you should make her uh, chicken cannelloni enchiladas, which are on the ah, next page. Fun. Um, but I'm not going to do that. I'm just going to eat a chicken curry sandwich, I think, today oh. um, with it. But it's so good. If I hope that recipe is available online because if anybody, if you eat chicken and you like curry, yeah. which, who are you if you don't? Um, <laughs> it's, it's, it's great. And like I said the only person other person that tried it said it was amazing so that's so good big hitter yeah i was i was really happy that i looked at it because you don't really need the curry leaves on top if you don't if you can't get curry leaves because they're just for sprinkling yeah they're not in the recipe and i had some in the freezer because i found some in the shop the other week and i was like oh amazing i'm gonna freeze them because they go off so quickly Mm. um and so so i'm glad i I had them and I looked twice at the recipe, but you wouldn't, if you just wanted to do chilies on top or, or whatever, it would just then be good. that would be absolutely fine. Um, it was amazing. She's really smart, isn't she? She's really good. Yeah. I can totally see why anyone would be cynical about like her getting a lot of buzz and stuff at the moment. But I think having, you know, again, I'm jumping ahead, but like having done the recipes and stuff, I think she's really talented. She's got a yeah. really good instinct and the recipes are solid and yeah, she deserves the hype. I think yeah, she's just absolutely. Great. Yeah, I've absolutely changed my mind about, I don't feel cynical about her at all anymore. <laughs> I think she's, like I said, the nothing, nothing about either of those things that I made felt like I was guessing. The timings were perfect. Yes. Everything cooked well. And I felt like they were much easier than I imagined they were going to be based mm. on what the pictures look like and, you know, what this... Anyway, what did you make? Ah, oh, super. I... Well, we know I made the butternut sage lasagna gratin. I don't think we need to talk about that anymore, but I, I enjoyed making that and I think it's a great... Yeah, like that, if you want to make something ahead or you want to make something to drop around to a friend's house mm. or something love that the first thing i made was the charred red pepper sauce with omelette noodles Ooh, another red dish lots of red red dish red peppers she loves it so she says she she's called it charred red pepper sauce with omelette noodles rather than omelette noodles with pepper sauce because kind of the sauce is the main thing here and that she you could make that so or you could make that sauce and serve it with pasta or gnocchi um but the omelette noodles are fun for anyone who's gluten-free or on a grain-free diet or who just loves eggs I love that and it's actually genius I've never thought about omelette as noodles basically like we you know we have that whole like courgette phase and I think screw that you could have been doing it with eggs this was great so basically you kind of uh you grill the peppers this romano peppers there's three of them you just grill them until they're black so like seven eight minutes on one side and four on the other uh, until they're just yeah kind of blackened in patches and then you heat uh you basically mix this stuff with the omelets which is just eggs a little bit of milk or water and uh you put that in a measuring jug and then you heat up a big pan and you pour kind of a quarter of the egg mix in there so it should be like a crepe quite thin omelette lovely and uh, you you don't cook it for very long until it's like she says one minute 15 again very precise which is great um or until the top of the omelette is no longer wet and sticky and then you take that off the heat and you use the spatula to roll it into like a fajita kind of roll like of yeah, an yeah, omelette yeah. and slide it out into a board and you do that four times basically to make all these omelette rolls and then meanwhile you take the stalks and seeds from the the charred peppers and you put them in a blender with garlic double cream oil lemon zest and juice which the lemon is key it, it makes such a difference here it really like lifts it um parmesan mm. bit of nutmeg tomato puree and salt and pepper i see so blitz all that to make this just sauce and again like I had almost everything for this in the house which was really nice yeah that's great and then you go back to your omelette rolls and they're kind of like lined up on a board and you just like slice them into widthways at two centimeters and then you kind of use your hands to like separate out so that they kind Mm. of unravel into noodles and then you put back the the sauce back in the pan and then you add the noodles and just like very carefully kind of let them toss in the sauce and heat it all up and um, serve it up with parmesan 
parmesan parmesan mr parmesan (laughs) oil and black pepper and it was so delicious that sauce was so good and the cream and the the smoky red pepper and the lemon my mouth is watering now it was just (laughs) fucking delicious i tasted it and was like you know when you you for a second you're like wow this is so good and i just i just loved it i I really like the omelette as noodles thing i think that's genius yeah i do as well um there was some sauce left over because i kind of i only i didn't make all the omelette noodles basically and then the next day i just like spread the sauce on toast with a, like a drizzle of olive oil. Oh my God, it was so delicious. I would that really sound great. recommend that sauce for a pasta or however, yeah, literally on toast. It's just super, so good. I, I love, love it. you, Easter. Yeah. Yeah, that sounds great. Would you make the omelette noodles again? Yes, 100%. For a different dish? Yeah. yeah. nice. That's kind of a revelation. If you don't want to have like a really carby, heavy, whatever, whatever, or if you don't like, you know, pasta or, or if you can't eat pasta or something i think that's a yeah. really fun alternative or and um, even with like asian sauces and stuff that could be really good yeah breakfast noodles genius sign me up let's open yeah. the restaurant right Lovely. now thanks easter for, <laughs> you know you're making us some millions because <laughs> you know opening a restaurant really makes you millions <laughs> yeah the second thing that i made I'm excited to hear about this. I don't know what it is, but I'm excited. <laughs> I'm just excited. I'm just excited. Uh, you know? I know. I'm excited too because it's really good food. Was the beans with roasted onion aioli. Ooh. Love that. Again, so whatever, you know, I said about some... A in- rare not red dish, right? A rare not said, red dish. Know. Yeah. Not red. This is more, it's, it's shades of beige and brown, but, you know, better than the buffet food that we were talking about before. Um, I get... Easter, come on, make a buffet and we'll go there. Red buffet. Oh, that sounds like that Game of Thrones episode where it all went wrong. <laughs> red wedding. The red wedding. <laughs> it was the follow-up to the red wedding. It was the red buffet. <laughs> oh, sorry. The anyway. Again, I almost had everything in for this. I think I actually did have everything in for this, which was a dream. She said this dish is all about the aioli, which isn't technically an aioli at all because it has cream instead of egg yolks. She does love cream, I will say, with roasted onion and garlic. Um, And she says you can use any beans you like. I use butter beans because, as we know, I'm a fan. You love them. But she says... What's her stance on dry versus tinned? Well, she, she doesn't say anything about dry but she says she prefers jarred because they're soft and perfectly seasoned of course but if you're using tinned to make sure that they're in salted water i mean mine were just the shit like sainsbury's own whatever yeah. it says butter beans in water i'm like i don't know if it's seasoned mate. but anyway <laughs> just add some salt in the water before you <laughs> yeah 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 you happy um so you roast onions first you quarter them and you leave the skin on and you kind of uh yeah quarter them put them in a baking dish you put them kind of the cut side down and then you also put in a garlic bulb but wrapped in the foil so you chop off the top so that the cloves are kind of exposed um exposed Um, (laughs) exposed (laughs) cover yourself up (laughs) (laughs) wrap it in foil and put that in the baking dish too and you roast it all for 18 minutes Lower the heat. Exactly. Yeah, lower the heat roast for another 12 till the onions are soft and golden brown. Yes, you boil... An optional addition here, which I did, is you make some kind of jammy boiled eggs to serve on top. So you make them in the kind of same way that I did for Molly, actually. You just boil them for six and a half minutes and then run them under cold cold water. We love a jammy egg on this podcast, just to say. We do. Um, We we are a jammy egg. We're we're a pair of jammy (laughs) eggs. That's our band name of the week. <laughs> the the jammy, jammy eggs. eggs. <laughs> um, you, you heat your beans up then on the side, so they that heat your beans. Heat your beans up, so that's just beans, chicken or veg stock. A little bit. It's not much. It's one hundred and twenty grams to 400, 400 grams of beans, and then a little beans. bit of lemon juice. Uh, again, she loves lemon, mm. and then on the side you make your faux faux aioli. 
foily. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Uh, so you remove the skin from the onions. You kind of put a couple of the, a couple of those aside to just serve on top. But you blitz up most of them with the roasted garlic. So you squeeze all the soft squeeze the soft cloves out and then you put in 60 grams of oil <laughs> lemon juice mustard which is great in this Ooh, it makes it really sharp double cream and some salt you blitz it all into yeah this lovely it looks like an aioli and it tastes incredible and so then you assemble it all so you spread your aioli on the plate then you put over the beans and then you put on your eggs if you're using them and then you kind of scatter over the remaining onions which just look really pretty they look like little kind of petals and then you put over some herbs some chives and parsley i didn't have chives so i just used parsley and then a drizzle of olive oil and black pepper and salt and she says to serve it with grilled bread i actually just ate it on its own and my god it was so delicious yeah my god it was so delicious and i made i didn't make the whole thing i don't think but i just made enough for about two servings and i ate it and i was sad when it was over (laughs) i was so good i was like texting my sister the like pictures of the recipe being like i really think you should make this and then that night i like came back from like a long walk with the dog and i was like i'm just gonna eat the rest it's so good that sounds so good that aioli is just delicious because it's got the onions and the ro- roasted onions and garlic so it's just got a really good depth of flavor and then yeah. the mustard oh oh man that sounds so good and you can imagine it just being good with like yeah a big fluffy pita or yeah. like whatever like she has a recipe for like fried bread that goes with everything <gasps> i love rec- the look the- of that recipe yeah like big they're like not like not like your british buffet breakfast fried bread like you're they're big fluffy yes. rounds aren't they like pitters almost yeah but crispy fr- oh, looks great crispy yeasty oh it's just food that makes you very very happy it's delicious yeah. really really good what other bits <sighs> are you gonna go and back and make yeah this is so genuinely much, right? the thing as well as like the fact that I don't want to put this book away. Normally after we finish the podcast, I'm like, you know, I put the book on the shelf and then it's on to the next one. Whereas like tonight I want to make something nice. I'm kind of like, should I just make something else from this book? Because it's all so good. Um, Would love to make that fried bread. Would love to do some of the desserts. There's a banana, sesame and maple cake. Yes. I think that looks really good. Uh, There's a banana and chocolate pancake as well. Like, not a yes. pancake, a cake made in a pan. pan. Like an upside-down kind of chocolate cake. Yeah. That looks delicious. She's got a miso caramel ice cream bomba, yes. which looks so impressive for if you were entertaining. Uh, also, <laughs> she has... She has two recipes, a sweet and a savoury one, with crumpets. Yeah, Right? I've never seen a crumpet recipe. So one's like a tuna... Uh, like a war tuna yeah thing that looks amazing and it's again it's like she she's like you're not making the crumpets buy the crumpets and add the stuff on top and then she has a black forest crumpet like dessert thing genius genius so good um it's a red which i appreciate yeah red curry sweet potato gratin which looks really good that was on my list yeah chilies riennos which look amazing. There's a tomato and lime galette with spelt pastry. Yes. So much stuff. There's two dips in the beginning. Yes. That I, yeah, the spicy ginger one. Yeah. There's a spicy ginger, tomato and sesame. And then there's, honestly, this the, this next one sounds like porn. Yeah. Ricotta dip with hot sauce butter pine nuts. I know. Oh my, my God. God. Hot sauce butter pine nuts. Put that on my grave. <laughs> Tattoo that onto my body. The um, I was really tempted to make that, but I knew I would just sit and eat it. <laughs> yeah. Like, and oh. the the one before that, the spicy ginger tomato and sesame, looks also right up your street because it's got like tahini drizzled over it. Mm. And she says you can use it as a dip. You can have it as a pasta sauce. Yeah. Like whatever. And it just sounds. I almost made that 
Uh, and I, uh, but then, oh, then the, then the curry chicken thing came up, and I was like, I'm going to get that. I'm going to do that. Um, there's a lot of plantains and like uh, yes. cassava and stuff as well, which are really interesting. I love cassavas and plantain, to be honest. But um, that's obviously very Brazilian. Yes, and it's like South Asian has a lot of um, cassava. Yeah. In it. Did you see the up to, upside down plantain omelette with Scotch bonnet yes. salsa? Shit, she's good, man. And the, the, I sent this to Hannah the minute I got this book. There's miso butter butternut gnocchi. And again, she says, she's like, buy some good gnocchi. Yes. And she's like, there's a, there's a recipe in flavor if you want to make it, which is like, there's a Swede mm. gnocchi that she, that they make that I would love to make. Um, but otherwise she's like, buy the gnocchi and then you make this sauce with like, yeah, butternut obviously and miso and. Yeah. yeah, I was pleasantly surprised because I thought at first glance that you were making gnocchi with the butternut, and I was like, oh, mm. God. Um, yeah. But no, it's not. You're just mixing it through the the gnocchi, which is great. Uh, it's quite funny. In the like intro to that, she talks about how you could make... It doesn't have to be gnocchi. It could be, like, beans. And she's like, maybe if you made it with butter beans, it'd be miso butter, butternut butter beans. <laughs> and she's like... With butter. That's funny. With butter. Anything we haven't talked about that you wanted to make no just like there's so much it all just looks great yeah this book's absolutely worth i hope we can find some of the recipes for you to see i think some of them were in the guardian she had a feature in the guardian not long after it came out i think so it's maybe the cornbread is in there yeah um but hopefully we can find them but if not um it's definitely worth well hopefully we've sold it should we rate it yeah let's rate it <laughs> so should i talk about our rating before we rate yes please okay <laughs> um if you're new oh, here <laughs> just saw dog's bark no that was <laughs> his <laughs> head oh <laughs> i just saw a little like spiky <laughs> He doesn't have a spiky oh, butt. His butt is... He has a spike. He's a porcupine. He's behind the laptop right now. <laughs> behind the laptop. <laughs> behind oh. the laptop with Doug Quinn. <laughs> Does Doug have a middle name? Um, no. Okay. Can I tell you... So you know how I said last week on the podcast that uh, I call him... When I'm introducing him, <laughs> I call Douglas. him... Douglas. because people think I'm saying dog otherwise. Mm. And so last night I w- met this woman and she said, oh, what's his name? And I said, Douglas. And she said, oh, that's funny. And I was like, well, it is dog. And she said that she has a friend who's Glaswegian and their that dog is called... <laughs> <laughs> That dog is called Fudge, but because she's Glaswegian, everyone thinks she's calling it Vag. <laughs> That's so funny. So she's in the park being like, Fudge! <laughs> people think she's called her dog after her vagina. That's so funny. <laughs> I mean, yeah, you um, Anyway, back on, to racing. On- also funny accents that I saw really f- I meant to send you this tweet that I saw maybe you saw it that was like uh, standing in the <laughs> standing in the security line in at Dublin airport and watching bemused Americans uh, with the, when the security guy is shouting and I'm going to say it in my accent because it's, it was funnier written down <laughs> you can take your water true witches <laughs> <laughs> in an Irish accent he's saying true with you <laughs> you can just take a water too which is <laughs> oh, I thought that was so funny anyway rating <laughs> so if you're if you're new here uh, welcome welcome thank you for joining us uh, it's a good one to join on mm-hmm. we every episode we rate the book that we are talking about or books and we have five criteria and they are the following. Usability and accessibility. That's, that's one. <laughs> Ingredients used. Are they easy to find? Etc. Aesthetics. How sexy is the book? <laughs> is it veggie friendly? And inspirability is the last one. Uh, are we inspired by it? Uh, and every episode we have a new rating points thing uh based on the chef or the book or whatever uh and this week 
um, the pod. We are rating Easter Belfridge and Mescla out of red. red. <laughs> it's everywhere. It's everywhere. It's honestly, you flick through this book and everything is red. And that, that's great, frankly. Leave me on red. After being at the buffet, <laughs> leave me on red. <laughs> Taylor Swift lot. style. So, Hannah. Mm-hmm. Tell us about how many reds out of five you are going to give Miss Claire. I don't think it's a surprise to anybody that I'm going to rate this highly. Um, usability and accessibility, a point from me. I don't think anything is too tricky. I think everything's explained very well. The methods for most of the recipes are like usually no more than half a page, which yeah. is nice. I am going to take a half off for ingredients used just because of like the polenta or, you know, the habaneros or stuff that might be harder to find. It kills me to do that, to be honest, but, you know, I would do it to other someone else. Oh, my God. We didn't talk about the recipe, the giant cheese on toast with spring onion, honey and herbs yes. butter. Holy mother. It's like half of a sourdough. It's like half of a loaf of Love. sourdough. Yeah. Oh, my God. Anyway, sorry. Aesthetics, it's beautiful and the photos are very lovely, very Ottolenghi style. Mm. Um, veggie friendliness, yes, it is. There's lots of options in here. Whilst there's also meat and fish stuff, but um, I think for the most part, you're not kind of left wanting. And inspirability, if I could give it like five points on inspirability, I absolutely <laughs> would. Because I just think it's so exciting and interesting. So it's getting four and a half reds out of five. What about you, my friend? Exactly the same. I'm not going to beat around the bush. Yeah, took a half a point off for ingredients for exactly the same reasons. Mm. There was a couple of tricky ones. Like she uses ghee, clarified butter, (laughs) uh, in here a lot. And she asks that you don't get the one in a tin because she thinks it tastes like bubble gum. You get the one in a jar. I have never seen ghee in a jar in a, in a shop. So mm. I don't, yeah, I feel like that would be difficult. I didn't cook anything with that, but um, I'd noticed it in a lot of the recipes I was looking at. Yeah, same, you know, I think exciting is the perfect word for this. And it says it on the cover. It's like recipes to excite. And I think oh. that is exactly what it is. It's so great and i also will be keeping it out and like cook definitely cooking that chicken thing again and the lasagna yeah. and everything oh so good we, we love, love it. it ah should we talk about our next episode the next yeah, episode it's also do, on do, 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 <laughs> easter i love that thank you we are going back to the island no we're not um <laughs> so from the island. i'm back from the island uh i'm back to eating red foods um so next time we are gonna do two different books by the whoop. same author whoop, whoop. Woohoo! So we are going to be talking about Rukmini Ayer, who yeah. is the author of the series of the Roasting Tin books. There's a few of them. And then newly released uh, India Express, which Ooh. is not a one pound cookbook, uh, but is a lovely Indian cookbook. Uh, and I will be, I, Victoria, <laughs> I, Victoria, <laughs> commit to uh, talking about the quick roasting tin yeah which is uh one pan meals that are all they all take uh, 30 minutes or less to prepare and cook and hannah will be talking about india express which is a which new is book a so we're doing book. one one pan book and one not by yes her. which is exciting and interesting yes, the india express one just came out and i think it's it's had, yeah a lot of hype there's a lot of yep. recipes and like bits and pieces that have been out there on social media similar to mezclo actually so i'm excited and it's good it'll be cool to see what she does stepping away from one pound stuff yeah a lot of people i know when you go around their house they have one of those roasting tin books on the shelf yeah it appeals to anyone who's just it doesn't want to faff around or like yes just weeknight i think it's a good book to be gifted right yeah a lot of people gift it and um how do we feel about the 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 word gift as a verb i don't know how i feel about it but i use it yeah, well, else you can say, like, give us a present or give us a gift, yeah. I guess. I don't yeah. know. I feel it like it's not American. a verb. Yeah, it's, <laughs> I feel like it's not by default a verb, right? It's no. something that's been created. Um, anyway, 
gifting. Gifting. Yes, so that's exciting. Summer. I'm excited. Me too. We're just we're just we're just excited today. Yeah, that's fun, isn't it? We're both in a lovely Saturday morning mood. We full are. Of, full of promise. Saturday afternoon. No, but we've the... been talking about this for so long. It's Saturday afternoon. <laughs> Mezcla is fantastic, and anyone who you know, you're gonna know by the sound. List. Yeah, you're gonna know by the sound of what we said if if it's up your street or not. But it's um, everything you would hope it would be. Thank you for listening, and join us next time when we talk about Rukmini Iron. Yeah, um, and support us on Patreon if you would like to, where we have just released the first of our mini-sodes so you can mm-hmm. go listen to that if you raw are and raw, raw mini-sode <laughs> unedited <laughs> Un- unedited behind the scenes <laughs> behind the laptop <laughs> like Doug right now <laughs> <laughs> um so you can listen to that if you are a patreon subscriber and we'd love it if you did that and thank you to all our subscribers so far <laughs> thank you very much Thank you. We love you. Have a great day. Bye. Bye. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of The Cookbook Circle. If you enjoyed it, please do subscribe and leave us a review as it helps others to find us. You can see how recipes from this episode turned out on our Instagram at Cookbook Circle. And if you make anything from the books we talk about, don't forget to tag us. See you next time. Bye. Bye.